Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 188 of the No Podcast. We are on no outside food or drink, not and drink, as uh, someone alluded to last week. That was incorrect. Uh, we will ban you for outside foods or drinks. You do not have to have both. Um, live correction. Yeah, live correction of last week. They will both, uh, each each individually will disqualify you for entrance uh, on each one of its own merits. Uh, tonight. What was that? Entrance for the final exam. Yes. <laughs> sure. Uh, please take off your metallic devices. Uh, this week, we have another Sony acquisition, question mark. The Game Awards. It just says that, like Jeff Keighley himself built the notes. Uh, official PS5 customization incoming. I wonder what that could be, seeing as they've tried to stop some customization in the past. The return of Splinter Cell. Hmm. Who Lies. would want to play those old games? Did he ever go away? Was he ever gone? I could play. No, Splinter he just Cell. showed up in every other device and game, yeah. game possible. That's not his. <laughs> he said Ghost Recon and everything yeah. else. Mobile, whatever that mobile app was on their mobile phone, and <sighs> whatever other forgettable adventures he went on. His uh, Rosie's not been a Fortnite unlockable yet. He had um, his lost weekend apparently. So. It's lost weekend for like twelve <laughs> years. <laughs> uh, there was a Nintendo Indie World Showcase. I like Lost Weekend. <laughs> Sam Fisher's Lost Weekend. <laughs> Uh, there was a Nintendo Indie World Showcase. Uh, someone will have to take that one. I caught bits and pieces of it. I saw none. Uh, of we it, had so it will be Brand. <laughs> yeah, Brand story. Nintendo corresponded. I hope they talked about Animal Crossing. Uh, we have your mid-December Game Pass games. There's some uh some interesting ones in there. And oh look, more Genesis games! Exclamation point. Uh, I'm sure there will be a discussion about more Genesis games on that uh, on that note. Uh, oh, I'm one of your hosts, Richard Bergman, joined tonight by. Newsmaster Brant McKee. What's up, sir? And last but not least, our third co-host, Cesar Concepcion the second. The the host with the leases. So on that whole Genesis games thing, I, I thought I had Cinti on there and I almost paid that money immediately. I was like, oh shit, Cinti. And I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is the best this is the best value put, gaming ever. <laughs> I know. If you put Crusader Cinti on anything, that's a... Uh, that's got to be an immediate buy, right? That's I was immediate literally validation. Getting ready to buy until double check that list. And I was like, no, this is dynamite, heady. Damn it! I think I got too excited. It's like my uh, my, fa- my favorite Genesis game is on there, but like Brant has pointed out, I've got it on three other formats and ways to play that already. There's no need for that one. Ah, uh, but we will get to that later. First off, uh, since it's Friday night, let's go ahead and. Start stumbling it, into our lost week. Killer Seven commercial or something like that. <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> Friday night. Uh, another Sony acquisition. What could that be? Uh, from Gamatsu, Sony Interactive Entertainment acquires Valkyrie Entertainment. <laughs> it's the battle of the entertainments here. Uh, they're going to create the Sony Entertainment System. Probably not. A Seattle-based support studio is the subtitle. Uh, Valkyrie Entertainment previously worked with Sony Interactive Entertainment Santa Monica Studio on God of War in 2018 and is also contributing to the upcoming God of War Ragnarok. It was also the developer of Sony Interactive Entertainment published title Guns Up. Other recent contributions by the studio include League of Legends, Valorant, Halo Infinite, Forza Motorsport 7, State of Decay 2, Middle Earth, Shadow of War, and more. According to PlayStation Studios head Herman Hulst, Valkyrie Entertainment will be making valuable contributions to key PlayStation Studios franchises. Uh, that's also something I would say if I brought somebody on board as well. Uh, we need them to contribute. That's 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 all they have to do. <laughs> I'm sorry, invaluable contributions. Uh, they, they've 
they're going to be making invaluable contributions. Oh, that's a hell of a resume, though. League of Legends, Valorant, Halo, Forza, State of Decay, Middle Earth, and both God of War games, right? Yeah. I don't remember Absolutely. Guns Up. Anybody play Guns Up? No. Um, does it sound familiar? It almost sounds like one of those David Jaffe like PS3 downloadable games, but I don't know if that checks out. You know what? We don't have the internet in our hands. Let me look at it real quick. Valkyrie Entertainment, and they're from Seattle, so that's kind of poaching the. Um... All I got was uh, "Guns Up" is the famous controversial slogan and hand signal to Texas Tech University. Oh, here's the other one. Guns Up is a free-to-play action strategy game developed by Valkyrie Entertainment, published by Sony Computer Entertainment. Yeah, we knew that. What do you do in there? Put your guns up. You have guns and you put them up. Is that the? I'm I'm assuming that's the hand gesture. I don't know. It just says on here is received mixed reception from critics who commend its accessibility, but criticizes lack of complexity, microtransactions, gameplay, blah blah blah. Criticized its lack of micro microtransactions. Did I get that right? <laughs> uh, complexity. This game needs more microtransactions. The game task players were creating an impenetrable base in an army to attack the bases of other players. It sounds like a mobile game. Or Starcraft or Warcraft or whatever. Base. That doesn't sound bad based off that description, but apparently it needed more microtransactions. Where are my loot boxes? <laughs> and my pictures of Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man is a menace. Public enemy number one. That's pretty good. Pretty good, James. All right, that's all for Valkyrie Entertainment. Uh, real quick, there was another acquisition that I forgot to put on here, but it's uh, it's just a real quick one. Tencent is at it again, and they just picked up uh, Back for Blood developer Turtle Rock Studios. Studios, which is an interesting. What does that pivot them to? Pretty much everything, right? Just gives them flush with cash. Yeah, pretty much. Because yeah. Tencent's like not confined to anything. Like their Sumo Digital, man. It's just you get that whole uh, sense of security. So. Yeah. Because I mean, you got to look at Total Rock. They went to what Valve, and then they were before they were they were doing that Back for Blood. Who published that Warner Brothers game that sucked, but that was 2K. Yeah. God, I tried. I wanted to like that game so bad. It was trash. God, it was so bad. So, I mean, I can see that that's a big, that's a good deal for them, in my opinion, because, I mean, they've been bounced around a couple of times. So, yeah. Yeah. I can see why they would do that. Even though you you deal with the controversy of uh, how everybody feels about China, but. Is everybody, uh, I'm on the next news story. Does everybody see Jeff Keighley on there? Yeah. I mean, do you. It looks like a bad man. No, but do you like see him? See him? What do you mean? There's you other prominent, huh? There's like other, there's other prominent features. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> just, this Great is the screen shit. capture they put on here for Jeff Keighley. I'm like, wait, what the hell's happening? I, I was looking at the Pee Wee Herman pose. I wasn't looking at that. I'm uh, you had it at Pee Wee. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's hear about these uh, Pee Wees, the Keighleys. Uh, this comes from The Verge. There was a giant rundown of the Game Awards. Uh, did anybody watch this in real time? Nah. I didn't uh, think we all agreed. We were just going to kind of... Well, no. if I had no. been around, I would have watched it, but I heard it ended up being, like, mostly commercials and such, like a big advertise. Well, it's, you know, it's always, like, previews and things like that, but it was more of a an advertisement push. Um, I didn't watch the beginning. I think, um, one of my... 
non-drug-induced versions of watching anime back-to-back. I said non-drug-induced. Okay. I don't do drugs, people. Um, I and didn't feel like playing a game. I ended up firing up, and I saw, like, the middle of the show to the end of it, and it's mm-hmm. like you said. Uh, it was just mostly commercials and trailers, and not all the trailers on there were anything huge. Uh, game announcement wise so i mean there wasn't like that nintendo breath of the wild-esque type thing or anything right sony right uh microsoft they had the hellblade 2 you know the the latest trailer on that one i don't think they had a release date on that yet i think they just showed progress yeah uh the expansion for um france's favorite game cuphead was coming out june 30th um finally Oh, that nothing on. I feel like that DLC was announced a long time ago. Uh, it's been, it it's has been, been announced and showed off like twice. It's it's like the new Silk song, which was been announced and nobody knows when that's <laughs> coming out. So, um, Brant's other favorite game of all time, which uh, Brant will go uh, talk about once he gets to uh, in the Wendy show because that was the first thing everybody bitched about was like no Silk song. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's gonna disappoint everybody twice this show, yep. just like it did. So, from the Verge, and this is all from uh, Andrew Webster. Um, they went into details about the Matrix um, using that Unreal Engine 5 for that so preview that we were waiting on. I have played this. Has anyone else uh, given this a shot? Yes. No. Okay, good. Brant will compare. Compare notes. Uh, my favorite thing in the show was probably the Alan Wake 2. Um, and they confirmed that that was moving to survival horror. That was a big announcement. And the mm-hmm. genre shift. Yeah, I think it's just because uh, that's what they wanted to do with the, that character. I guess it's part of whatever, why they got it back and went to Epic for their deal. Um, he sounded had, way better right then, Cesar. I don't know what you changed, but he sounded. Your audio quality was way better. I literally did nothing, so it's probably just going to screw it up. I don't <laughs> Some know. angle I, somewhere. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Because uh, my mouth is literally on the mic, so. Nope. Uh, the Silent Hill creator returns with Slitterhead, uh, which Slitterhead. is just a... We're, I don't know, it's like the people's heads coming apart in different areas, and it it looks early, so I'm not going to be judgmental of it. So, Does it look um, like Silent Hill? No, no, it doesn't look like that at all, or not from what I can tell from that preview. I mean, that studio just formed, and that game is, is I guess they just wanted to get excitement behind it, but it, it looked early, let's put it that way. It looked like something could have been on PS3. Whoa. Um, Elden Ring, we got the what the story trailer for that one. That was one of their big announcements yeah. where they kind of did the background and set up the story for this game. The first uh, Elden Ring still looks incredible. <laughs> yeah, everybody's got their um, excitement for that going on. Uh, we had a good look at the Suicide Squad game, um, which looks pretty good. It does. Uh, and watching that trailer, um, the kind of like action. And traversal kind of reminded me of Sunset Overdrive a little bit. Yeah, and it's colorful too. Yeah, Sunset Overdrive had great traversal. Um, then we had a announcement for Wonder Woman uh, from Monolith Studios. Uh, they are using the Nemesis system from their Lord of the Rings games in this, which was uh, awesome. I cannot believe we never saw that in anything else to that scale. That Nemesis system was cool. The orcs, well, you know, you would take down an orc or it would kill you and they would remember you or the, the people around it would fear you. And then their ranks would shuffle and they would move up and down and like captaincy and things like that. And it was that game was awesome. That was one of the first PS4 games that I played and was like, holy crap, this is great. 
then we got a confirmation for Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming to PC through uh, the Epic Game Store. Um, and that was December 16, which is uh, available to download since yesterday. Wow. Um, another That's big the one. Full, is that the full one that comes with it? Yes. It's everything? Yes. Mm, that's the complete. Uh, I guess they're still doing their Epic Games uh, exclusives with Square Enix to everybody's uh, disappointment. Uh, I don't care either way. Um, that's my personal opinion on it, but neither here or there. We had uh, Quantic Dream was making a Star Wars game called Eclipse. Um, all of it was concept CG. Um, it looked interesting, uh, but nothing, you know how they are, nothing in the gameplay has been shown yet, and there's no telling when that will come out, so... I love Heavy Rain, but I haven't played one of their games since. It says it's, I guess, going to be a little bit more action-oriented, so we'll see how that does, considering how their games usually play out. Mm -hmm. Hollering Jason through a mall wasn't (laughs) action enough for you, Brent? Yeah, or or, um, breaking the game and screaming Sean at the end of the game console. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, To uh, Richard's favoriteness, or... Made that I don't know if you probably saw it already on there. It looked uh, good. Halo's, I watched. I did which I did watch this clip. Halo the series um, had its first trailer from Paramount Plus. Doesn't look bad. I don't know What's what that? you do here with this. You know what snip of the universe it is, but it looked good to me. Uh, then we had Among Us is coming to VR, uh, which I that's cool. I guess it's coming to Steam VR, PlayStation VR, and the newly named uh, MetaQuest. MetaQuest. Yeah. Uh, Google Play games are coming to PC. Um, I wasn't that already coming with like the Android Windows integration stuff coming up. It was you in beta, figured. and so far the Amazon App Store is the only one that is part of that beta. So this is officially oh. from Android, um, okay. and, and Android will actually curate that store. Microsoft has nothing to do with it. So, wow, that's probably the biggest news from this <laughs> game awards. Then. Yeah, five years from now is what that's what'll be the the carryover. I think. Yeah, it's like a their official version of BlueStacks, basically. So, yeah, I, I use that to demo some things here and there. Yeah. Uh, so we had um, Sonic Two official trailer. Uh, the follow up to the highly successful Sonic the Hedgehog for Genesis. You can definitely see that the very well. Yes. Uh, you can definitely see that they got more money for this film. Uh, CG uh, looks way better. I enjoyed that first movie. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> the first movie's good. <laughs> I think I bought the first movie at like Walmart on one of these promotion racks for like five bucks or something. Have you, wa- you haven't watched I st- it? And I still haven't watched oh, it. Yeah, I'm, I haven't good. watched it. Either. I bought it too. Yeah. Now my kids think uh, that the lore from the movie is in the games. Like that's why he has the rings. <laughs> yeah, I've told that joke before. Uh, they also gave us uh, their first look at an open zone game called Sonic Frontiers, uh, which is coming out in 2022. Sonic of uh, the Wild. Yeah, Sonic's Breath people of the Wild. Coin, uh, yes. Because, uh, of course, everything has to be based off that. Um, Dune Spice Wars is an RTS spinoff uh, that's coming out in PC in 2022 in early access. And then we mentioned that Hellblade 2 was showing a new trailer. Cuphead expansion release date was finally announced after a... Was it like a 50 or 60-esque? Singing court... like. Tree, tree, triplet. Yeah, there was live trio. music and a band yeah. and like dancers and stuff out there. Um, apparently there's another chill League of Legends album. I don't know what this means. I don't remember the <laughs> part. <laughs> League uh, of Legend, League of Legends and chill. Yeah. 
the another big news was PUBG was now free to play, which is huge. Um, I assumed it was already by this point. That's kind of bizarre to me. Mm-mm. I kind of assumed it was. Another good one was uh, Star Trek. It's a Telltale style adventure. Uh, it's called Resurgence. Uh, it's coming to Xbox, PlayStation, Epic Game Store, and it looks like it's using a new engine. It doesn't use like it's not using that uh, old style engine that they always had. So, be interesting to see what that looks like. Um, they're also making an Expanse game. So, and it's being co-developed by the Life is Strange Studio Deck Nine people, which I think they're the ones who just did the new Life is Strange. So, uh, Thirsty Suitors. I guess has strong, according to his article, has strong Scott Pilgrim vibes. I did not see this. So uh, the latest release from Falcon Age developer Outlooper Games is called Thirsty Suitors and is described as a narrative action adventure game that grapples with themes of complex family dynamics and navigating difficult relationships and discovering one true self. It has some, some, some strong Scott Pilgrim vibes with fights against Exodus along with some Tony Hawk style skateboarding. Interesting. Anderson's I like that title. Published game is listed as coming soon for PC. Uh, and then we finally got a release date for uh, Tunic, which is March 16th. Crossfire X, which is uh, the the very, very light month of February, February 8th. And <laughs> We've then, been seeing stuff for that Crossfire game forever. Like, it's big everywhere but here. Mm-hmm. It's a huge game overseas, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Meanwhile, Lost Ark, an MMO published by Amazon, will be available February 11th on Steam. So That's pretty much a rundown of the show. Um, except for the actual game awards part of it, which yeah. uh, it takes two got game of the year. Uh, Fuck the Oscars! Content creator of the year uh, was Dream. Uh, uh, Elden, Elden Ring, Ring is, is the. I'm getting some echo there. That was weird. Elden Ring is the uh, anticipated game, most anticipated. Wasn't that two years in a row now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I guess uh, for uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy got uh, the award for the best narrative. Uh, Deathloop. I both like that one. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Cesar's played it yet. I'm not. It's uh, hmm. it's uh, still sealed. I got too much going on. So. <laughs> it's a damn good game, though. It's on my. Um, you played it over a weekend. Let's see, best uh, role-playing went to Tales of Arise. Uh, Deathloop took home the uh, uh, award for Art Direction. Which which Nintendo game won Family Game of the Year? I know it's a Nintendo game. It always is. And they have every game in the category. This, uh, the best action-adventure game, went to Metroid Dread. Oh. Uh, Of course, a VR game went to... Uh, Resident Evil 4, Forza 5, got a sports slash racing game. Uh, action game went to uh, Returnal. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive Five. got uh, the fi- uh, <laughs> fighting game. Uh, let's see. Family game, no. It, went, it takes two. <laughs> also got that. Out of all the Nintendo games, all those Mario Golfs and everything else, <laughs> it's, it stakes too. And player's uh, voice was Halo Infinite. Of course, Already? there's yeah, there's several other categories. Uh, I covered most of the larger ones, but you can always check out the results yeah. of the Game Awards. There's like performance and music and other subcategories. 
we nobody really watches for the actual awards though right yeah i think most people tuned in and and there was talk about you know this this one's going to be big um and we're still in we're still in pandemic development though so yeah. it's not it's going to be I, a while before it was a big one. I remember there was talk about how Keeley said he was excited about some of the uh, some of the announcements that especially there was uh, an announcement that he was pretty excited about because he'd been working with this particular developer for a really long time on this and yada, yada, yada. Which one was that? Do you remember? And that's the thing is, I don't know. After seeing it, everybody kind of walked away going, eh. Like it wasn't nobody was blown away by anything. It wasn't a yeah. bad show by any sense, but it wasn't, you know, oh, that's the Series X reveal. Oh, it's, you know, another Smash character, or, you know, whatever. It, it was nothing on this huge grand scale. There was definitely some good stuff shown. Yeah. But Quantic Dream Star Wars, I think, is a big deal. Mm hmm. But hey, I mean, it's the end of the year. Everything's kind of winding down. We got a lot of stuff coming out in February, and then we'll wind up into. That's why I said it was a light month. <laughs> February's a light month. Yeah. If we playing Crossfire, <laughs> time to get my free to play. That game is free to play, right? I don't. I mean, it's on Game Pass, so the only person that would have to question that would be Brent. No offense, Brent. Sorry. I don't know. Yeah, because they they showed it. They did show it at Xbox things, right? That was where we saw it before. Mm-hmm. Crossfire. Xbox is pretty heavy on this show. Yeah. 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 They are they are prominent in the news and in the uh, consumer conscious at the moment. Uh, speaking of consumer conscious, uh, have you guys wanted to have custom plates for your PlayStation Five? And before you could order them, uh, they were the company was sent a <laughs> cease and desist letter by Sony. <laughs> what? What do you What do you mean? If so, you may be entitled to compensation. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's kind of where it sounds like you're. Uh, Call Brian McKee the strong arm. <laughs> They're my face plates, and I want them now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you due a large settlement of face plates? <laughs> Don't wait. Holy crap. All right, so we're actually getting uh, piggybacking on the cease and desist letters for that uh, case company. We're getting cases and controllers. So they're, I say cases, they're, they're clip-on console covers is the official title. Uh, the colors are going to be Midnight Black, Cosmic Red, Nova Pink, Starlight Blue, and Galactic Purple. Uh, they'll be available in January 2022. I think you can already pre-order them on the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. Alongside new DualSense wireless controller colors, Nova Pink, Starlight Blue, and Galactic Purple. So the Cosmic Red and the Midnight Black controller colors are already out. So you can have totally matching uh, consoles and controllers. Mm-hmm. Um, Those sons of bitches. I've bought three controllers. I've bought a headset. I bought the console, and now I'm gonna have to now they got all buy all new headset. Buy buy all of the. It's all know, part of the plan, man. It's all part of the plan. Yeah, they can't make new systems. They have to make uh, plastic pieces for you to clip onto the ones you already bought. I will, will say, snatch these up. I don't know resellers. I got to get in the habit of seeing resellers. I did uh, as soon as this um, went live. I did go ahead and go to PlayStation Direct and buy a pair of the uh, Midnight Black ones. Yeah, that one does look um, amazing. They're $55 a piece. 55 Yeah. And you get free shipping for a PlayStation Plus member, right? Correct. Yeah, that's not bad. 
Cesar, did you dump jump on dump? Did you dump on any of these? Did you jump on any of these? Were you tempted? Uh, I already purchased the midnight black ones. Yeah. You got the black one too. Yep. Thought about the cosmic red. The red is snazzy. That red and black is pretty damn sharp. He's got both of those controllers sitting right behind him. Um, I'm not gonna lie, that galactic purple looks good. I'm probably gonna buy that galactic purple as well. So, the purple is also dope. Yeah, and the controller looks good. I don't know. It, you know, it looks good sitting on the shelf. But I don't really look at it after I turn it on. I don't know. I just a controller like, is kind of the same way because you're not staring at the controller. You're looking at yeah. the screen. You know. I like I like the black look. It looks sleek. Plus, it you know I, I think a complete all black PS5. It kind of yes gives gives me that ps2 it does vibe because it's it's the dark black and then of course with that, that glowing light blue, on it. and yeah. you got the old playstation logo on it right Did i you do put the color one on there i need to see a picture of that one you send me a picture of that when you have a chance or when my phone can take uh sms messages <laughs> um these are all available first quarter that says january 2022 a bunch of it's like movies. january 22nd or something like that it was like january 21st i can't remember what day it was almost february says our yep it's all almost right in time february. That, that empty empty month with nothing to release i do like you know um options like this and the fact that you know this could have been a limited edition system back in the day you had to buy the whole damn thing to get that different color so it's it's great for 55 you know price of a game on sale you can swap that out. Um, I would love to see clear stuff make a comeback. Uh, stumbled onto a thread with like the the old G3 IMAX and the Game Boy Color. Um, it was the purple Game Boy Color and the N64 Fantastic ones. And uh, even the Sony, was it PS1? The controllers, they had some of them were translucent. Yeah. And it's just, uh, I want that I want that translucent plastic style back. I'm nostalgic for that. And we should be more people my age and younger that are rolling around that, you know, they, they could they could drum up some nostalgia points with this and was and sell a shit ton of those. Was the Dreamcast the last one to do that? Yeah, and that was even just like the back of it, right? It wasn't a solid one always. It was always no. that gray color on the front and then the back no, they, of it or vice they versa. Had, no, they had some of them that were like solid red. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I want to say they were half and half. I would I'd be floored to see check. a solid, solid translucent. Dreamcast might be the last one. PS2, PS2 had blue ones. It would have been PS2 after Dreamcast. Yeah. I've got yeah. a blue PS2 one in there. Xbox, the green one kind of did that. Then the green Halo one wasn't it kind of translucent. Mm-hmm. That is true. They had that. They they did that Halo special edition, and the whole thing was translucent green. Yeah. The controller was translucent green. The Switch Pro controller is that one. So the the last it, tra- the last translucent smoky. one the last translucent one is gonna be the the PS4 Pro the 500 million edition. Those were. Yeah, those were translucent. Yeah. Gotcha. That's right. Those those uh like a dark blue. Yeah. You can see yeah you can see through it. That's, yeah, that was that's a pretty probably console. the last console one. All right, look forward to those next year. Which I could not get a copy because they sold out instantly, but I did get a controller and the headset. So. You got your translucent plastic fix on. Um, uh, former co-host Michael McLeod be interested in this next story from Gamatsu. Splinter Cell Remake is a stealth third-person shooter video game developed by Ubisoft Toronto and pl- published by Ubisoft. <laughs> it's bad when they have to break down what, what Splinter Cell is. It's <laughs> 
<laughs> and Richard, Richard, you're right. The the back portion on those Dreamcast controllers was gray, and the yeah, top portion was. Yeah, I thought they were all half and half. It, it broke except, my brain trying to imagine a totally translucent one. Except for one, there is one that is like a like a reddish pink, light reddish pink. It's the Millennium 2000 controller, and the top port is like a really light reddish pink, and then the back is just completely clear. That's cool. What is that? Fifty thousand on eBay. Mm. Fifty grand, not fifty thousand versions. Fifty grand. Uh, one hundred and fifty dollars. Wow, that's not bad. Honestly, not as bad as I thought. Totally cart. translucent. Add the cart. <laughs> it's cart. Free shipping. <laughs> Arrives by Christmas. Uh, blocked. <laughs> uh, unfollow. Now. Mute. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing that to the seller, Brant? They're just trying to sell their translucent controller to a non-believer. To receive, you must believe, Brant. <laughs> uh, now that I've read the description of what a Splinter Cell game is, uh, Ubisoft has greenlit the development of a Splinter Cell remake that will draw from the rich canvas of the brand, which has since been whored out to Ghost Recon. <laughs> what else did we name off earlier? Uh, led by Ubisoft Toronto, the game will be rebuilt from the ground up using Ubisoft's own Snowdrop engine to deliver next-generation visuals and gameplay and the dynamic lighting and shadows the series is known for. That is exciting. This was rumored, right? We didn't actually hear this, hear this? Because I kind of thought it was news a month or so ago. But I know it made the rounds this past week. Everybody excited for Splinter Cell Remake? I would love to see a next-gen one. This gen one. I don't think I've actually completed a Splinter Cell game. So. I've never beat one as well. I did download the first one on the backwards compatible thing. Uh, I think that license was like 6 bucks. And I fired it up just to see like what the settings and all that, what you could change with it. And it's uh it's four by three. So I stopped and I was like, eh, I probably look better on CRT at this point, but yeah. Booted really fast. I mean it looks super clean. But Splinter Cell. Uh, they've I will say they've done a good job with their legacy because you can play just about every version of that on that, specifically on Xbox, but I know they're all on PC as well. And then you have like the the DS and 3DS offshoots where they kept porting Chaos Theory over to it over and over. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear more about this in the future. There's no dates or anything on this one. All right, Brant. We had a Nintendo. Is this the same thing? Nintendo Indie World Direct. Indie World Showcase? Indie World Showcase. Nindy. I don't know why they dropped that. I still like it. Yeah, let's see. So this was actually a pretty pretty packed show. Um, the first one uh, disclaimer: I've kickstarted this game. The uh, the very. <laughs> I thought this article went in order. They don't really go in order, but it it'll do. Uh, sea of Stars is what the show did start out with, uh, which is kind of like a classic uh, JRPG with more modern elements it is a prequel to the game the messenger uh it's in that same uh world as the messenger and everything it looks really cool looks it looks like a combination of like chrono trigger and golden sun i would say maybe funny that you bring up chrono trigger because Why is that, Brent? the composer uh that worked on chrono trigger is also making the music for this game glorious 
gets greater and greater. I think that was one of their Kickstarter uh, goals. I think that was one of the yeah. things you had to get past. And that game is coming holiday 2022. Ah, seems so far off. They mm-hmm. uh, showed off uh, River City back. River City what? Girls 2. What was that, Cesar? I said we'll get there and then it'll be pushed back again. Yeah. <laughs> but they uh, let's, they showed off River City River Girls 2. Uh, that's side scrolling, beat them up, um, you know, more characters, uh, items, stages. Did anybody play uh, that enemies. first one? I know it was well reviewed. Yes. I Good. still have not played it. Brent, that's your cup of tea. I know you're big it is. into the brawlers. I love yeah. those. Yeah. Uh, that is coming uh, to Switch 2022 summer. Um, Omori, which is a game that I th- wasn't that originally going to come to like 3DS. And then I never, it, I never heard of this one. I think it was made in like an RPG maker or something like that. Yeah. And this is kind of like that in influenced by like um, the mother series and undertale and things like that. It's that real kind of uh, odd battle system kind of deal. Offshoot, yeah. Quirky yeah. Humor. So um, I've seen this a lot on like YouTube. There's a lot of streamers who play it, and it's, there's different things you can do to affect emotions in the game for your main characters, and it opens up different abilities to attack. But it's it's like what Brand said is very uh, Earthbound slash Mother esque type humor. So. Uh, and that will be coming to Nintendo Switch uh, Spring 2022. Uh. Alicia, the Oblivion of Twin Goddesses, uh, is a like 3D puzzle uh, where you can uh, co-op with sisters that actually have like different abilities, and they showed off um, the sisters control differently uh, and use different aspects of the controls. So one may you may have to use the motion controls oh. for her powers, and the other one you actually use like the joysticks and the buttons and things like that for her abilities. Um, that launches spring 2022. Uh, I like next, co-op stuff. Next we have a locomotive, uh, which is like a uh, it's a point and click murder mystery style game that takes place on a train, hence the name locomotive. Uh, and that'll be coming to Switch uh, summer 2022. Uh, After Love EP, a modern day story of music and love. Um, it's kind of a visual novel esque, um, but it's got it's got it seemed like it had a lot of elements for like rhythm games and other things like that as well mixed in there. And the whole thing is, um. I believe this is the one where he's he loses someone and it's uh, a whole story about, you know, grieving and moving on and mm-hmm. continuing with your life. Um, and the whole thing is he is completing a EP that and this is what he promised the person that passed that he would do. So mm. and that is oh, coming. From the creator of Coffee Talk. Yes, Coming to Switch, summer 2022. Oh, this looks good. I like this art style. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty interesting looking game. 
Uh, next up is Dungeon Munchies. Uh, it's a 2D side-scrolling uh, action platformer. Um, kind of dungeon crawl deal where you go through, hunt monsters, uh, and cook and eat what you gather to gain different uh, powers and abilities. Uh, and this one actually was, yeah, it was dropped uh, on announcement. So you can oh, actually, you gotta love those. Yeah, available so you can later today. Check out Dungeon Munchies right now. Yeah, uh, Figment Two, Creed Va- uh, Valley. Um, I'm trying to remember which one this one was. This IGN um, article makes you watch a, a freaking ad before every. Single I know. Video. That's why I'm not. Uh, but it's a rhythmic world play through a human mind that is overcome by nightmares in this musical puzzle adventure game uh, and that is oh the famed month february 2022 Unless it's and coming it, out then it uh has a uh free demo available on eShop right now uh let's play oink games uh this is a bunch of uh collection of like board games developed by oink games um and there's, it's just a little mix of different things. And this one is also dropped day of. Download now. And then ending. Extinction is forever. This is the one where you play as a mother fox. And you've got cubs that you're supposed to protect. Uh, and help teach them, adapt, and survive. Um... And this is coming to Switch Spring 2022. Oh, that art style looks good, too. We got another look at Oli Oli World. Um, this is, gosh, I feel like we've seen this three or four times now. But they showed off, like, character creations and uh, some more of the game mechanics. And it's it's coming along. It looks really good. Also, February 8th, uh, 2022, pre-orders are already up for the game. What? Uh oh. What happened? What happened? (laughs) You got all weird and echoey for a second. Mm -hmm. Now you're fine. Weird. Nothing's happening that month. He's here. Oh, nothing's happening. That's what she said. Yeah. (laughs) Still going my February. There's nothing coming out. Nothing happening that month. Nothing's available. The shortest month of the year. Let's release every game ever made. Catch up on your backlog. Uh, Chikori, a colorful tale. Uh, this is the painting adventure. Uh, and that's you paint the world and uh, to solve puzzles and things like that. And that is actually dropped same day as well. That's a big hit on uh, PlayStation earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. One of, I, one of Sue's, one of his uh, mm-hmm. partnerships with. Let's see. The stealth puzzle game, Time Lie. Uh, and that comes to Switch same day. There was a bunch of these. Uh, and Available now. Don't Starve Together. Also now. Um, can try. You can actually try the game for free from December 15th to the 21st. And carry over um, your whole save when you purchase the full game. 
Don't starve together. Don't starve together. I just remember that being like a PS4 early digital title that we all got for free, I think. Yeah, and it's kind of that Minecrafty, you know, go get gather resources, but survival sim. Yeah, I was about to say. Then it's it gets dark and shit gets real, and you get swarmed by monsters. The game's <laughs> weird, very very weird. It is very very weird. I mean, you have to like. There's like a gate and there's like demons and stuff that pour out of it and you have to like get resources and survive in the fire and it's you end up going to like different I don't know it's it's <laughs> it's weird I don't know how it's you weird. describe it. Don't that's the accurate again. description is weird yeah it's a weird game but that was I just, uh, that was weird. I just visualized the cover like somebody's there with a yeah uh, torch, a torch or something yeah, yeah. the torch is like ninety percent of the gameplay so. Is it? Yeah. I think keeps one of your voice going. filters keeps flickering on. Yeah, and off. it's turning on like we get the devil really fast. <laughs> the torch is uh, part <laughs> of the game plan. <laughs> I can't hear anything, so I don't know. So. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but we lose you, so we have to like piece together what it was that you said. <laughs> the torch is part of the gameplay. <laughs> it's, it's like 99% of the gameplay. <laughs> Bouncing in and out of hell, it's like you're, it's like you're ducking in and out of the portal. <laughs> we need a young priest and an old priest. Yeah. I'm in hell, we need to do exorcism. Yes, you're not in hell. I'm in and out. They can't catch me. The exorcism of Cesar. <laughs> Holy crap! All right, is that it? That's the whole indie show. That is Four. the indie. God, that's a shit ton of games. world showcase. Formerly indies. All right, I'm going to go through this one pretty quick. Coming soon to Game Pass. This comes from the Xbox Wire. You've got Among Us, Cloud, um, and ID at Xbox, December 15th. That's a big one. Uh, I still haven't played Among Us. I think I might jump into that VR one when it comes out for the uh, Meat Quest. Uh, ben 10 Power Trip. They're still making Ben 10 games? They're still making Ben 10 cartoons. So. Oh, I'm the one who doesn't know what's going on. Uh, Broken Age. That's a popular title. Firewatch. Uh, the Gunk. I heard The Gunk was quite good. Uh, this was one of our... The Gunk impressed us at one of those Xbox shows, if I remember right. Uh, Lake comes to Cloud Console and PC. Mortal Kombat 11 comes to Cloud Console and PC December 16th. Paw Patrol Mighty Pups Save Adventure Bay. <laughs> Cloud Console and PC December 16th. I know some people that might play Paw Patrol. <laughs> Uh, race with Ryan. Take the wheels, Ryan, and all your favorite Ryan's World friends, uh, including his exploitive parents. Uh, <laughs> Record of Lodos War, Deedlit, and Wonder Labyrinth. Uh, Cloud Console and PC, December 16th. That is the one that I'm going to download and try. That is a Metroidvania. Have y'all seen anything on this game? Game again. Uh, Record of Lodos War. The war. I have the anime and I have the game on Dreamcast. Okay, so this is a straight-up, it looks like, Symphony of the Night. It's not right. even a Metroidvania in the Metroidvania sense of, like, Hollow Knight. Like, the also, interface and everything looks like Symphony of the Night. Also, I have a physical copy of this game on PS5. Yeah, I watched somebody playing this. Uh, Brant, it's up your alley. Check this one out. Record of Lodos War, Deedlet, and Wonder Labyrinth. They said it's only, like, five or six hours, too. It's not, like, crazy. Though. I may have seen this. Let me double... Some YouTube wormhole led me to some. Yes, the, this this one is is 
definitely heavily inspired by Symphony of the Night. I've yep. I have seen this. But it's it's uh it's got some interesting layers, weapons, and uh uh mechanics to it. It looks really cool. Speaking of interesting layers, weapons, and mechanics, you can get all three of those in Transformers Battlegrounds coming <laughs> December 16th. So all these, as of this episode, sorry, Brant, are live uh, now. Um, <laughs> Pigeon Simulator uh, plays the world's most notorious birds and helps them in their quest for revenge, love, and world domination. When we're not having mechanics, weapons, and what was the other <laughs> thing? Uh uh, poop on everyone, destroy everything, join the Pigeon Revolution. Uh, Sniper Elite 5, Trek to Yomi, and an unannounced game from Huge Calf Studios. Huge Calf Studios announced a new game that will be coming on day one to Game Pass. Nothing more to see for more friends, for more news from our friends at Huge Calf. Uh, Serious Sam 4 is also out now. Like a squat machine is out, that's what they're releasing. Squat machine. That's what it seemed like. Townscaper? Available now. Uh, your random DLC updates, your ultimate perks, which uh, we're all playing Halo Infinite multiplayer, so make sure you get that weapon. And uh, four double XP boosts. That's a big deal. I'm paying uh, $2 for a Rockstar that will get me two double XP boosts, so that's a pretty good value. <laughs> I compare that to two Rockstar drinks. Uh, and leaving Game Pass. Oh, I'm not there yet. Uh, Ultimate members were adding Xbox Touch Controls to 10 more games. Astria Ascending, Bug Fables, Dicey Dungeons, Fate Tactics, I Am Fish, One Step From Eden, Ring of Pain, Sable, and The Gunk coming soon. Leaving Game Pass on December 31st are Pro Evolution Soccer 2021, The Little Acre, Yakuza 0, Yakuza Kiwami 1, and Yakuza Kiwami 2. I feel like the Yakuza games have been a Game Pass for quite some time. So play those before the end of the month, if you've not already. All right, five more Sega Genesis games. Someone tell me about... Uh, Dynamite Hit is a pretty good game. Sinti, let's go, Sinti. <laughs> Which one did you think was Sinti? Sword of Vermilion? You I saw that sword and you were like... I oh, casually shit. just looked at the corner of my eye when I saw the tweet come up and I didn't read the full thing and I just got excited. I like want to say... Like my Albert Odyssey... For the PS4, was it what is it? Uh, something Abyss, Albert Abyss. I don't know. I would, I would tell you it's Abyss Albert Odyssey. Odyssey. <laughs> That's all I see every I'm time. Like, oh shit, Albert Odyssey on PS4. Let's go. And I get in there, and I'm disappointed because it's not even close. <laughs> My brain realigns them to Albert Odyssey every time. Yeah. It's like, why is this coming to PS3? I, I wasn't asking questions. I was there to buy it, and I was online. It wasn't what I wanted. So, so sort of, sort of Vermillion's when I was looking at the box art, and I think that was one of the first Genesis games we got. It was either the second or might have actually been the first, because we were looking at the cover and, and was like, okay, this looks like an RPG. Well, we'll check this out. We know we know we can get a Sonic game and be good with that. And then uh, let's check out this sort of Vermillion. <laughs> uh, it's it's of a different era. It's it's of a different time, and we were probably playing that in like what 98 or 99 and it was uh it had still not aged well in eight years or whatever it was uh but your five games coming to the sega genesis uh nintendo switch online expansion pack i hate saying that somebody shortened it to nso and that still is just annoying to me yeah um this comes from nintendo life you're gonna get altered beast which did not age well it's your oh, favorite God. game the Richard. greatest game of all time uh, Dynamite Heady, which I think we'll all agree is a good game. 
Regiment. Sword of Vermilion, stay away. Thunder Force 2, solid title. You got to mix in like Xevious, um, kind of open world, I guess you could say, shooting. And then you have the traditional Thunder Force style, left to right, uh, Gradius, that, that style of shooting. And then the crown jewel of the Sega Genesis and the 16-bit library. Maybe not the crown jewel. One of the crown jewels of the 16-bit libraries. Toe Jam and Earl, the original Sega Genesis classic. Uh, which is playable through that Genesis Ultimate Collection, and I think by itself as a did it get a Sega Ages release? I actually don't think it did because I think I would have supported that one. Yeah, it didn't get a Sega Ages release. It's um, on. It, I'm pretty sure it's backwards compatible. The on the 360. Yeah, it is. Yep. I think it was uh, Cesar's. It was in his top five games twice one year. It was like number well, three and number yeah, four. Somehow, yeah. <laughs> Played it so much they put it on there twice. Yeah. On with like Gears Ultimate or something like that. It was weird. Yeah, I think it was like the native 360 copy, like the backwards compatible one. Because that was under a different li- uh, different umbrella. It's like Sega Virtual Classics or something. It's like, vintage. I, th- I want to say it's SVC. Vintage. Sega Vintage. Sega Vintage Collection. That's what yeah. it is. That's it's right. like SVC, Toe Jam and Roll. What the hell is this? All right, so which one of these five games has convinced you guys to update your library, your Nintendo Switch Online? Yeah. I mean, Paper Mario was almost there, but played on the Wii U. So. There are easier ways to get a hold of Paper Mario than that subscription. And I even looked at like doing the normal family, the regular Nintendo family online. And I've read enough articles now that I think, because we're going to have another console in the house in the next week or so and uh i believe it's going to be easy to just set one as the primary and one as the secondary and still be able to utilize the the online subscription on both of those so we'll be able to play toe jam and roll with the sega genesis digital copy that i have (laughs) and not have to get the online subscription all right, at least they're adding games to it, right? You got five Genesis yeah. games at one time. I didn't put it in the news, but they've already announced that next month they're adding Cesar's favorite game. Yes, a trivia uh, show. It's got a trivia show mini game in it. Banjo and Kazooie. Game's unplayable. No, <laughs> you finally be able to beat it. I can. I got to the end with the board game. I just can't get past the board game. I don't have the strategy on. guide. We'll play together with the strategy guide. You stream it, and I'll read. The board Which game is random. Strategy guy. We'll beat it together. It's randomized. I tried. I tried going online. It's random. What were you playing that on when we played that? 360? Uh, 360, yeah. I, I saw 15 hours in that game and couldn't beat it. It still haunts me to this day. <laughs> That's more, apparently, than I've, I've played my Switch the entire year, according to my email from Nintendo. You would have had an entire year's worth of uh, Banjo-Kazooie on the Switch. Encoding overloaded. Why am I getting these weird errors? Those when you guys say my voice is doing weird stuff. Yeah, it's just a funky night. It's not meant to be. All right, games played. We're going to jump into it. Yeah. I've got to look up this game. I actually talked to Cesar earlier today, and I was like, man, I'm going to forget the name of this game. i got to write it down. Uh, my favorite like quest. Zero Dawn thing. Yeah, something like that. But I'm no closer with you throwing out those four four titles. Than I, was. Like Horizon <laughs> I knew something. it was that too. Yeah. Horizon Zombie Dawn. So. Um, 
This is my f- current favorite game for the Meat Quest 2. Death Horizon Reloaded. We were close, Cesar. It was a combination of Death Stranding and Horizon Zero Dawn. We had the, we had the wrong PlayStation franchises. So this is a... You can play it single player or you can play it co-op. And so a friend of the show, Jeremy, has got a Meat Quest 2 as well. And this is a... I guess it's a basic uh, VR co-op shooter, but we wanted something to play together and like story-based that kind of thing. And it was a ended up being a, a daily deal. Oculus, the Oculus Store, from what I've noticed over the past two or three weeks, they're not a great content distribution platform. Like it's hard to find stuff. Um, some of the greatest games I've played on it so far come through the App Lab, which is like a demo, like a test environment. And they're not fully certified for the Oculus Store, but it's a separate storefront. So you literally have to load up a web page that has the App Lab on it and add stuff to it. So there's a current Meat Quest game that everyone is playing called Gorilla Tag, where you like swing through trees as gorillas and you just tag people. And that is that's one that you'll see streamers playing, and it's kind of it's out there everywhere. But you can't get on the Oculus Store. When I first got it, and I was looking for this game everybody's talking about, I couldn't find it, and it was on the App Lab. So just a side note, we may have some listeners who get a Meat Quest 2 for Christmas. That uh, App Lab has a bunch of, it's not even side loading either. You just go to that separate storefront and you add, you can either pay for it like a normal Oculus game or you just add it to your your Oculus and it downloads like the normal App Store. It's just a, it's a weird subset. It should almost be in that main, in that main page. And then also it's hard to find these daily deals like Oculus every day will have a they'll have a discount on a game. And I've picked up three or four games, but I'm following um, I think it's ODDeals.net or OC deals. And um, they they put that daily deal out there every every day for you. to So because the store doesn't have it on the storefront for some reason, but there's been some good stuff on there. Uh, we actually got Racket in X today, I think is the name of it. And I watched the misses play in this one. Um, since the Oculus doesn't hook up to, I may have covered this before, or the Quest 2, since it doesn't hook up to a console or anything like that, and it's not like integrated with the TV, you cast your image to an iPad or TV or something like that for somebody else to watch. So she was actually playing this racket game, and it's imagine Breakout or Arkanoid and Racquetball. So you have these targets and such, and it's full 360. So the ball's coming at you, and you hit it, and it goes and hits... You know, hit a space and come bouncing back at you. And if you don't hit it exact, you know, it could go careening like 360 degrees around you. So that one's actually pretty cool. But getting back to the one I was talking about, Death uh, Death Horizon Reloaded. You almost said Death Stranding. <laughs> I almost did say Death Stranding. Yeah, I, Death I heard Stranding Reloaded uh, for <laughs> PS5. No, but uh, so you're walking around as there are two nameless characters and you're in a like an oil rig or something that these zombies have broken loose on. And when you look at your other the the other uh, person, they're just a kind of a face mask, like a generic looking character with no limbs. It's almost like Rayman or opposite Rayman, I guess. You can see their gun, uh, their vest, and their pelvis, I guess. And it's just it's just a like a mannequin thing moving around without limbs. But the cool thing is, is that everything on you is interactive. So you have like a utility belt. You can have pistols. So you have the pistols out and then, you know, you're using the Oculus triggers, the Oculus controllers. You'll tuck the guns into the holsters to put them up and get your secondary weapon, which is across your chest. So you'll put your controllers down there and let go of the guns and you also reload them that way. So if you're in a shootout, you put them in the holsters 
and then you take them out and they're reloaded. So you can put them in there and then your main weapon will be across your chest. So you just grab it from there and then you'll have like, we unlocked a, like an AR and then a shotgun with the other thing. And then there's key cards. So it, it's, I can't tell yet if it's randomly generated. I know every time you play, you kind of have to start at the beginning. So I don't think it's the exact same levels laid out, but you'll have a, a room with the zombies. You have to clear it, look around for ammo and things like that. And sometimes a key card, but you'll actually keep the highest level key card you, you get. Think of like doom with the blue, yellow, red, and like, the, but they're a hierarchy. So once you get the yellow one, you don't need the green one anymore. So that sort of thing. But the key card you actually physically will keep on your person too. And then once you guys have both cleared the room, each one gets on uh, the side of the door and you have to, you know, physically reach down and grab your key card and hold it and put it up to the door and then it'll open and you'll go into the next stage. Uh, so there's safe rooms where you can get weapon upgrades. There's no crafting or anything like that. There are some sections where it won't be, there won't be no zombies, but they may be like somewhere not directly on top of you. You can tell that it's not going to be like a horde based thing where they're just rushing the room at you or anything. And there's platforming. So you may see a door that you have to get to and you'll look to the scaffolding on your left and there's pipes and you'll have to grab with the Oculus. You know, think of Uncharted where you'll see something glowing but there's certain textures that you realize that you can you can climb on. So you'll you'll grab hold of those and you'll just you'll move across the room and your character will go across, you know, to get to the door or whatever you need to get to. And there's secret uh, doors underneath. Some of them the zombies come out of, but you'll you actually it's a room scale game, but you're not moving. You're just staying in the they call it the garden. You're staying in that one area that you've kind of set up, maybe like a eight by eight or 10 by 10 type area but you literally have to crouch down to get into this thing and grab the floor and like pull yourself through think of the metal gear solid uh air ducts and things like that and you have to pull yourself through there and then you'll get into a secret room or you'll you'll find a room where you have to open a lever to open a door or something like that that's the only time the movement was fine i never had any vr sickness i had it on the i didn't do the locomotion i had it on the full uh movement and no filtering, like no 45 degree angles or anything. And I was fine. We played, we ended up playing for like an hour and a half. It was one of those don't realize how time is going, you know? And it just like, when I put the headset on, my household was, a, was awake. Like everybody was doing stuff and milling around. And then when we both tapped out and our, our quest, our meat quest had gotten down to like 15, 20% battery. And I, I go to take the headset off and I take it off and it lights are off. Everything, everybody's gone to bed. Like everything was quiet. It's like, man, what happened when I was in there? <laughs> Time went on and uh, it was just a lot of fun. There was a lot of funny moments. And then, you know, of course, when you can like see somebody doing something, we did all kind of crazy stuff with the cards and uh, you can see, oh, a melee weapon. So you can grab baseball bats, lead pipes. Uh, there's like a rebar thing with concrete stuck in the end of it. And you put that on your back. So whatever melee weapon you have, you just like you you're holding the Oculus controller and you just kind of like bring it back there and let it go. And then you'll see that on that person's back. <laughs> but the I had the lead pipe thing and apparently it didn't like go straight on my back. So it looked like my character had like this snorkel thing of this lead pipe. And he's just walking <laughs> around with this, this lead snorkel thing. But it's uh it's it's pretty good. And. I'll say this. I'm not playing with, I haven't played any quest games. I have yet to plug in. I'm an audio fanatic. I want to be able to hear the best. I want to not miss out on anything. 
we played a lot of that music game, uh, Moonrider, and I haven't used a single headset on it yet. The way the audio is positioned on that on that Meat Quest 2 headset, it's like right there. And then when Jeremy and I were playing this game, we were in a party and it was it was seamless. Like the audio and the microphone and the voice chat and everything was just just strapping that that headset on and going with those controllers. It was it was super seamless and easy and it sounded really, really good. I didn't feel like I was missing out by not having the headphones in. Of course, I'm going to try it with headphones and be like, this is the only way to play. You got to have that. It's immersive audio, that sort of thing. But it sounds really good just on the on the built in um that second playstation vr headset that one had the did it have built-in headphones or it had a headphone jack that was easier to get to something about that second model was different from the first one i should have made a note of that but it was more streamlined on the new one like i think it plugged into like underneath the headset right instead of that connector box thing like we had or the plug like there was a plug further down yeah uh but that game is a lot of fun it's very cool um death I always like to say it at the end since I've been death stranding horizon zero dawn (laughs) reloaded. It's death horizon reloaded and it's 20 bucks. And normally I see it on sale a lot there, that site I track, it tells you what the price has been at the lowest and what it is now and what the highest has been. So it's normally 20 bucks. It's been down to, I think it was 1099, but we jumped at 1299. So if you have a meat quest Two, definitely check out or a meat rift, uh, check out those <clears throat> that site and see what what games are the daily deal or I'm hoping with all the the headsets they sold this holiday they'll do some kind of holiday sale or something with a bunch of stuff. I know I want to get um, Resident Evil 4. I would like to get a deal on that and not pay 40 bucks. It's like ah, it's, you're getting like towards the price of the headset with Resident Evil 4, just that one and uh, Medal of Honor. Medal of Honor is supposed to be a really good experience, especially on the Quest too. Uh, played more Halo Infinite campaign, um, just exploring and being on the ring. I want to talk about that when you guys have played the campaign more or played it at all. Just kind of, you know, fill you out and see what you think about that kind of stuff. It's still, um, I said it last week, but it, it hits those moments of these were the things you did in the first Halo. Like when you first landed on it and it had that mystery and... You were going to pick up the Marines, but the Marines actually do something now, and there's a little bit of context behind it, and it just, it's like it's filling in the gaps of the first Halo. I get major Halo 1 vibes from especially being on this ring and what it's about, and just each, it's it, it plays like what they wanted to do with that first Halo if they had had, you know, this type of, of technology, and it fills in the gaps of what's kind of just built into that first game and what you had to imagine. I think of it like, um, you know, 16-bit, 32-bit RPGs where they were so special to us because we had – it was limited resources. You lived for those FMV movies. It was like, oh, my God, look look at these computer graphics on this disc, on this PlayStation. It's, it's incredible. But the the people were mostly silent. You never heard – you know, you didn't get accents or anything like that. So you made it up in your head. You know, you added those things to it. And like I was saying last week, that first Halo game – when you first crash land there and you're going to pick up the Marines, it's a linear path. You're just going into the mountains. There's only one place you can go and you pick them up, but it had this open feel, right? Like you felt you were doing something and you were on this strange world and you were going, you had the Warhog all of a sudden and you were, you were going to find these survivors. And this is just like, 
times 10 on that level of that of how that feeling is and what they can do with this new hardware and, and really flesh out that that experience and that thrill of of doing that and thrill driving reloading. do what the thrill reloading yes the thrill of reloading <laughs> back to uh the other kojima property not death stranding <laughs> oh god i played something else what else did i play oh the matrix, matrix. thing yeah so it's about, I guess, Brent, that'll segue to yours if you want to go before Cesar this week, or you just jump in with me. Um, <laughs> it was cool as shit, first off. Uh, it's it's really short. Brent, I, play, I probably played it for like 10 or 15 minutes. It wasn't. Same. Yeah. I didn't know what it was going in. I specifically didn't watch any videos or, you know, here's what this thing is. Um, this is, of course, what they call it, the Matrix Awakens Unreal yeah. Engine 5 experience, something like that. And you get a you get some backstory with Keanu Reeves. He talks about his previous character, and the whole time you're looking at him like, is this Keanu Reeves? Is this computer generated? Did you have did you have um, any issues with? <laughs> actually, for like a second, I did, but it was yeah. I, I once I like looked, I could tell between when it switched between um, the computer and the real. Um, I think it's a hundred percent computer generated. I don't think there's any real in there. No, there is. There's a little bit. Oh, the clips from the movie that they integrate into it, like when Morpheus yeah. is there and all. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. What broke it for me was uh, Carrie Ann Moss. She looked, she looked different to me until they got to the actual Matrix part with the yeah. in the car ride and all that kind of stuff. So, Cesar, you need to play it. It's only ten, like we said, ten to fifteen minutes. It's not like crazy long experience or anything like that but it's it's super detailed uh you play a sequence with um trinity and neo and another character unnamed character and it's uh it's totally fourth wall they're joking about doing this again and we can't believe it's been so long and stuff like that um main main complaint i saw online was uh, why are there so many female protagonists and i'm like what is this what year is this? What's wrong with people? Uh, so you you play the game, I guess, and then there's like a tech demo at the end where you are the character who joins you at the end of the game, the game part, and you're exploring a city with like fully realized traffic, and you can fly around. Brent, I was like looking in the apartments and stuff, mm-hmm. like looking in the windows. There's like CRT monitors and stuff, <laughs> but it's just um, you can turn really on cool. different filters and see the. Yeah geometry and yep. different lighting d- dynamic lighting change the angle of the sun go to toggle day day night and traffic so, like you yep. could turn you could hurt you could turn that button off you saw all these beautifully rendered cars and traffic and all that and you could hit a button and they were just turned into blocks like just moving pixel type things and uh it's a really really cool showcase uh highly recommend if you have a ps5 or series x or i think it does it play on series s yes it does yeah if you have any of the next gen consoles, download this Matrix Awakens um, Unreal Engine 5 experience and give them that a shot. I, th- I thought it was really, really cool. It looked gorgeous. Uh, I will I will say that it, it did look good. The uh, environment, um, a lot of the elements making up the environment, the cars um, and all of that, it, it looked really good. People one-on-one and in cinematics looked really good 
But then when you break off in that part of the end and go like looking through the crowd and stuff. Oh yeah. It looks it looks about the same as any game we've had, you know, but they all look the, the same. Yeah. All the people, the pedestrians look the same. Like you go, you They've go to got a corner like, in the city and there's yeah, four they have people, that... four body types and four <laughs> different character models. And they just kind of mix match between all of the, all of the ones. Yeah. So, but they'll all be on a corner. You go to a corner, they're all standing there with coffee and they're just looking, at you. <laughs> but you can bump yeah. into them and stuff. And their feet are clipping through the parts of the sidewalk and stuff like that. But I mean, it's honestly, it is, it is is the matrix after all. It's just a simulation. Yeah. So, but it is, uh, it is, it it was a very good showcase. uh, Cause aside from that initial video tech demo thing, we, we saw um, alongside the reveal of PS five. Oh yeah. The, we haven't gotten anything else. That turned into Forspoken, right? Or was that just that was something else? No, that was just that was just the demo showing off the yeah. engine demo. Mm-hmm. That was that's right. It was Unreal. Yeah, uh, I ran up to a bunch of. I would run up to a car, right, and go look in the driver's side, and they always had the same look. <laughs> like they just looked at you straight. Yeah, at they you. all they all look kind of be- bewildered or annoyed. But there's people in all of them. You can run up mm-hmm. to any of those cars anywhere, and there's people in there. And you could fly past anything in the city, and there were, like, detailed rendered in apartments in each one. And it was all seamless. That was the thing. Like, there was no loading. You just flew around this area. So it was that was a really cool – I think we've talked about it longer than it took to put the yeah. damn thing. But honestly, I mean, if you were to go into Spider-Man on PS4 or PS5, you would see – a lot of the a lot of the same elements um like the the stuff you'd see in the apartments or yeah you know the 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 crowd the people that are you you will pass on the street are definitely a little little better than what was in that demo but that's not what the demo ex- was showing off yeah it's exciting it's it's things to come and it felt it felt next gen like i remember playing that first assassin's creed demo on i guess it was 360 i played it on that yeah. felt it felt like okay, they can't do this on PS2 and Xbox. We needed a, we need a new thing for this. This this had that feel to it, so that was pretty cool. Can I play anything else? Infinite. Oh, now nah, I won't talk about that. It's a analog game, not quite our forte. Oh, <laughs> uh, but that's it. And those are my games played for the week. SSR, what'd you do? You continue with your anime? Anime quest. No, it's not the anime. And Spider-Man? And Spider-Man. SSR, fire up your meat quest. Play some games with me. Uh, it requires me to do stuff. I'll, I'll fiddle with it. I added you as a friend on meat quest. Uh, I think this is important to touch on because that's the barrier that I think SSR is going to run into. Uh, I'm very anti-Facebook. And it makes you connect it to an account at a certain point. Um, I created an account with an email with no friends and no anything and tied that to my Oculus account and off I went. And that was it. That's all the checks and anything else that it needed. So there's just a ghost me floating around out there that has an Oculus account and it worked. So Cesar, that might be your way to go, sir. I don't exist to Facebook. I can't. My, uh, both email accounts I normally use have been blocked, so. Make a new create, email. I will have to create a new email account just for Facebook. Um, do it. Tie it to the Oculus. That's it. That's all you got to do. And it requires work 
Fuck Oops. Facebook at AOL.com. <laughs> Bequest at AOL. At Hotmail. Yeah. yeah. I still have my Hotmail. My Hotmail is exclusively used for Final Fantasy XIV. Oh. <laughs> they won't they let me change play. it. So. They won't let you change it. That's right. I remember you saying this. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You can't play it if you wanted to. You saw like that. They're not, selling, they're not selling new subs to that because the I'm, queue is so long. I got in there. You got in? Went in Walker. I bought in Walker day one. Yeah. I, I've been in there. Yeah. No queue for you on your server? Yeah, I was good. I just had to wait two hours. Two hours? Three. I just walked away. Damn. And I got in there and I was like, I, I better play this for eight hours just in case. That's, That's neither here nor there. Um, and this week, uh, I only played three games this week. I, I went through the entirety and beat Psychonauts. I uh, went through the entirety of B Psychonauts on VR, and I'm about halfway done with Psychonauts too. Rhombus and um, the Rhombus and the Ruin, Rom, Ruin of the Rhombus. How was that well, VR one? It's pretty good. Yeah, I can start with the VR one. So the VR one takes place immediately after the first game. Um, there's a story beat when you beat the first game that, like a cliffhanger, uh, in the uh, Ruins of the Rhombus uh, is immediately after that. So you have to go rescue somebody. Um, the VR game only gives you, I think, three of your psychic powers, which I think was a uh, pyro, telekinesis, and clairvoyance, buoyance, where you can uh, possess other people's minds. Mm. Um, but the way that the game works is that you play as uh, the main character Raz, and you point, and you just look at, you see what he sees. Um, but it, it actually looks pretty good, man, going from that PS2 game to that. And seeing those characters in full and looking around, you get the full ship and everything in there. It, it's actually pretty neat. So you are going to this um, off-site location that has like a silurium, which is kind of like a, a silurium deposit, like side with being like psychic. Um, uh, are so there a lot of things in that universe with the psi prefix to it? Mm-hmm. So the that head of the psychonauts is kidnapped. And you have to go rescue him. And so you're riding on a plane and then you just happen to crash into the water and there you're trapped to a chair. So from there you have to, you're underwater and you look at these um, fish um, swimming around and then you use your uh, uh, clairvoyance to take over their minds. And then that's how you navigate through the uh, the levels. So you look around and you, you possess other fish's bodies and it gets you to different aspects. You got to save the rest of the psychonauts on your team. So you'll end up being like Melia. She's trapped on a on a bus. Uh, Sasha's trapped in um, some kind of underwater tank where he believes he's talking to aliens. They're all affected by the Silurium. Um, and then the coach, Coach Oleander, is in like a cruise ship that's down there, and there. he's like singing and dancing on there. So you have to like as you go through there, you have to kind of manipulate the environment and break them out of the trance and then continue onward. And as you go through, you get their powers like uh, telekinesis and pyro and that you used to do other uh, Lily's, uh, his girlfriend in there. You have to save her. And, that's, and then you go through and there's like puzzle based. So you have to like burn wooden crates and move the crates around so Lily can get through the level. And, and uh, you, you pretty much do that as you get to the end of the game and you have to like this giant boss battle. So like one of the enemies from the first game, uh, he's back as the final boss in this one. This one, you use all your powers to do like a boss battle where you're like, uh, it's hard to kind of explain. 
but it goes more deeper in the story. So as you go through, you find out somebody hired him, the, um, the head of the Psychonauts, and you escape from the underwater area, and that's where it ends off. So then it takes place in Psychonauts 2 directly after this one. So nice. I'll double, I'll double back, and you know I've talked about Psychonauts 1. Um, play through excuse me as i played through that one i finished that one out there so like as and I, what i did before is like the, the when that game opens up it's like i mentioned before is raz as a kid that's from, ran away from the circus become a psychonaut um because he has psychic abilities somebody gives him a pamphlet and he learns about them and he joins the camp so they find him out in camp and they gonna they call his father and pick him up and so he's basically trying to get the whole camp experience before his dad comes and gets him so as you go through there, they have um, each of the Psychonauts, Oleander, Sasha, Nine, which Sasha Nine, I can now look and see. I always see him as Tim Robbins because he has that Tim Robbins hairstyle. <laughs> so if you look at him, it's like if you look at pictures of Sasha you Nine, identify. Like Tim Robbins, glasses and everything. Um, and then uh, Mia, which is uh, um, tele- uh, she uses like a levitation as her power. So those first levels, as you go into their minds, they kind of train you on the three basic powers in that game um and as it opens up the area or the camp does like an open world area for the camp and opens up a little bit more uh which allows you to get different uh psychic badges and um abilities later on that can kind of expand the gameplay Mm -hmm. so as you go through you'll you have to collect these figments um and as you get like a hundred of them it levels you up and i think the max level is like 101 um but um, and you as you go through these levels, it's it's a different aspect of platforming. So it, it game looks. I played it on PS2. I played it on PS4. Which is a PS2 and PS4 game. Um, I think I compared it to the PC version. There's some coloring difference, but I think this one accurately captures what it was on PS2, which I'm not sure. I think it was a better looking game when I looked at the. Uh, but just for ease, I just went and just played it on PS2. Um. But gameplay-wise, it's like a platformer, man. And, um, one of those ones that came out during the PS2 age, it's very reminiscent of, like, Jack and Daxter and Action and Clank. Done very well. Not a bad thing. Um, the writing on there is, is very good. I think my... A lot of people online will tell you the Lungfish Opolis is probably their favorite. One of the best-written scripts on there. Lungfishopolis? You, you uh, cut Lungfishopolis. out. Lungfishopolis. It's like uh, you play as Gogular, which is Raz, and he's like a, a reverse Godzilla where he's running around the city, and they're like telling him, like, oh, he's out to kill your children. Watch out, he's going for the orphanage. It's like stuff like that. It's, just, it's well-written. Uh, and it's like, there's like propaganda. And it's like, he's not even the villain in there, but they're propaganda so they can get the facility to turn on him. So he's like running around like Godzilla, destroying all these skyscrapers and everything. It's, it's pretty good. But I think my favorite level on there is the Waterloo World, where you have to help a old go to the asylum. You end up meeting like an old worker there, and he's related to Napoleon Bonaparte. But he loses a match, and Napoleon Bonaparte possesses his mind. So it's like one of those ones where like you you have like a how some people have some mental fortitude or some mental deficiencies on you know having to live up to their genetics is kind of like exploring that aspect of it. So like he's having like this risk-based adventure against uh, Napoleon Bonaparte, and it's um. You're you're like bouncing in and out. It's really bad. I don't I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. I, I got it could be something with the internet because uh internet feed over here is crashing. Your video your video looks great, and now you sound now you sound okay. 
I don't uh, know. Like, it's just funky. Like, like the YouTube and, and Twitch is all crashed for me. I, there might be something wrong with my internet. It's going in and out. Um, so, and there's nothing I can do about it. It is what it is. Um, so, out, outside of that, I think the Waterloo World is probably the best written one. So, it goes down to like a, a risk board game. How's the swimming? Uh, huh? How's the swimming? He can't swim. He's a quaddo. He's been cursed. Uh, he gets in water. He drowns and he dies. So that's part of the lore in the background. Um, you you go in the water, you die. You can't swim. Um, like most PS2 era games. Yeah. <laughs> Until <laughs> San Andreas. There's a lot in this game that I can't go into detail. You have to kind of play it and see. Uh, but the Water of the World is the best one because it's like a risk game where you get down there and you have to like use Fred Bonaparte and beat Napoleon Bonaparte so you can set his mind right. And so um, you have... Uh, different quadrants in that game. So, like, I think one of the Napoleon soldiers destroys the bridge, so you have to get a, a builder to rebuild it. And so you have to, like, do these tasks. So, like, the builder's like, hey, yeah, I'll come out and build the bridge, but... Or when you talk to him, it's like, hey, uh, robber, I know you're a robber. I'm not coming out. That's why I have my uh, my chimney on fire, and you can't come down my chimney, and I can hear you on top of the roof. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm at the door talking to you. He's like, I don't know, maybe you're like a ventriloquist. And it's like, um, it's like get out of here, robber. So it's like, he's I, like, like, I, go up there. I like stuff like that where it's not point A to point B. You got something else you have to like a Zelda trading puzzle type thing. Yeah. Um, everything crashed for me. Um, but so like you you clear the roof uh, and, and prove that you're not the robber. And then he comes out and builds the bridge and then you recruit these different soldiers. So like there's a soldier you have to give him money and then he'll join your cause and they die. It's like, all right, I'm ready to die for the cause. And Raz is like, uh, you don't have to die. You know, you just. <laughs> I just needed to stop the guy. You know, it was like stuff like that. But I I'm think ready to my, sacrifice myself. Yeah, it's like he's like, why do you have to think negatively? He told him that on there. So I, I think my favorite bit was like the final area on that level. It's like you do all that stuff and you go through it. And it's like in the final bit on the level, it's like there's a, a a guard with a gun. So you get one of the villagers. And it's like, yeah, I'm not going out there unarmed. So if you give me a gun, I'll go out there and fight him. So you have to go through there and find the gun and give it to him. And so you give him the gun. He's like, great. Now I can finally rob that builder. And I'm like, <laughs> he did all of that. And then Raz is like, but why? He's like, he's like, I guess he was trying to get robbed the whole time. It's like this whole story beat that you didn't see coming toward towards the end. It's like, he's like, can you just take out the guy and then do whatever you want afterwards? It's like, yeah, I'll do that. It's like, I thought dude, that, that had me done. It's like, now I can finally rob That's that builder. It was like funny. out of nowhere, it had nothing to lead up to it. It just dropped that on you. And I was like, but that, circle, that, baby. That, That's funny. That's pretty much how the that whole game is written. To the end, the beginning to end is done very well. Um, and there's nothing in there. It's, they have the figments, which is like there's a certain amount in the level, and there's other stuff you can collect, but it never in itself felt like a collectathon. Um, and you know, there's some stuff you have to go out of your way and get. It doesn't do it too often, so it's manageable. Uh, it's easy to do. Uh, the battle is, the system is complex. It's deep, but it's not difficult. Um, so there's different ways you can fight enemies. You can go invisibility. You can go regular melee, telekinesis, pyro, kinesis. Uh, play your way. You fight your way. So uh, I think the difficulty I had was that towards the very end, the final boss battle, because it's like done in three phases. And it's the standard platforming where each boss you got to do it three times to beat the boss type situation. So... I will go into details about what the, who the villain is, so there's some story aspects on there, and it's done pretty well. And it's, it, the game is a top notch. In in the end, that's probably one of the best platformers I ever played. Damn. Uh, 
Uh, and then, like I said, at the end of that game, and this is why there was a huge cliffhanger. So after that, it goes on and it, it just ends like, hey, the, the head, like the head, the Psychonauts is kidnapped. You got to go save him. And then that's where the VR1 kind of takes him to. So the VR1, you save him and you're trying to figure out who's pulling the strings. And so that's where I started off with Psychonauts 2 is Psychonauts 2 does a very good job about summing up everything. So if you don't want to play the first two games and you just want to play Psychonauts 2 and just play that, it does a very good job about summing everything up in the beginning of the game. But there is cool. when I, I've been through it halfway through there, there's stuff in that game that makes references to the other games, which is neat. So like it's subtle, it's good, it's very well written. Psychonauts 2 is um it's, this is probably like Xbox's version or maybe or this could be their version of like Ration and Clank. It's they don't change much. They prove upon the the formula mm. and it works. So and they next genify it. Basically, is this is how Psychonauts 2 is. It's like a polished version of the first game, and it's, it's, it's good. And the music's excellent. The music's fantastic. It's like a, like jo- jazz renditions, and it goes in and out and does different types of genres with the music, and I've, that's the one thing I've enjoyed the most. It looks great. It looks like a Nightmare Before Christmas-type uh, claymation characters. It's done very well. It looks good on PS4. I can't imagine how it looks on a Series X, because this is not a native PS5 game. Um. But it is so much better. It's um, it's it's, it's one of the best looking games I've seen on PS4. I'm curious to see what it looks like on the Xbox, like wow. a Series X. But uh, it looks so good. It's smooth. Um, they kind of retconned some of his uh psychic abilities and just did some like the basic ones, and you get different ones in this one. Like uh, you do like I think mental connections where you know how people have doubts, like a uh, failure. Me, like why would I do this? I should just go ahead and quit. I'm gonna fail anyways. Yeah, a mental connection, and you can go in there and manipulate them and do other stuff when they're in your minds. Kind of like change their aspects that open up different levels and change different things in the game. And so the game as it starts off, it kind of gives you the warm up. You're you're in the, the villain's mind from the second game. You're trying to figure out who who set up everything. So you're in there and it's like a mess. So whoever whoever hired him kind of like trained his mind, kind of like an uh, Inception, to fight back. So. And you don't you don't get the full story about who's running stuff behind the scenes. You, you figure out there's a mole in the Psychonauts. So you go to the HQ, land there, and as you go through, Raz, who was officially a Psychonaut in the first game, uh, is get demoted to an intern, and so he's in the intern program. So it's <laughs> it's a lot of fun stuff, man. It's very well written, dude. It's really really good. Um, it's a good ass game. Uh, like I said, I, I'm halfway through it. I'm I'm going through the part where I'm trying to figure out who the mole is. And so there's the the game opens up to an open world as well as the the brain based levels that they always have in there. And so the open world is even more stuff you can collect on there. And I think I spent like three hours just collecting stuff and and um uh I think what was it called the name? God, I lost my mouse. <laughs> oh no! There we go. No, it didn't take long. So Don't I, I, move. Was, uh, it was called in the questionable area, which is. The people who don't belong to the headquarters lives there. So it's like Raz's family comes and visit him. So they're forced over there. And so like there's no major story beats like a side quest beat. And it's like you collect a whole bunch of different stuff. And as you go through there, you find out more about Raz's background and how his family felt about him running away from home. So it, is, it never feels like a chore. And it always feels like there's enough challenge in there where it kind of pulls you through to collect everything on. there. And I think I collect everything. And I spent three hours in there. And it never felt like it was something that, all right, I have to do this to be a completionist. I did it because I yeah. You weren't just jumping through a hoop for no reason. Basically, so that's I'm cool. Like, I'm so I'm halfway through the game. Um, I'm, I'm to the point where like uh, 
uh, Nathan John Smith, which is the guy who runs the mailroom. So apparently I'm part of the intern program, and that's my mentee. Is they gave me somebody in the mailroom. They didn't actually give me a psychic person. So they found him without a brain. So I'm going through this brain frame to pull a brain to put in his body to kind of manipulate so I can get into certain areas with his access. So and it's it's funny because when they take the brains out, they're like just TV. That's all they say, TV, TV. That's all they do. So like, um. There's there's a lot, man. That game, those games are deep. There's a lot I didn't even mention in the first game that happened story wise, but I, I think this is a big for me. This is a big game from uh, Microsoft, man. This is like uh, this, like I said, this could be their. their you said they're Ratchet and Clank. That's huge. That could be their version of it. Doesn't play like Ratchet and Clank, but it's it's platforming that's well done. Yeah. It doesn't change much, and it's like every Ratchet and Clank. They, they change little aspects of Ratchet and Clank, but it always it's always great. Never feels like a chore. That to play core, Ratchet and Clank. It's boring. Yeah, that core system is still there. And this is something they can do with Psychonauts. It's like they can make light polishes to that core system, and it's still going to be. So, like, so I'm halfway through it. I'll, I'll probably try to finish up that game. But this Psychonauts 2 is definitely one of my games of the year, man. That music is so freaking good. It's so going to be in a lot of people's list. I remember when it came out, there was a lot of buzz around it. Soundtrack is so good. That's the most impressive thing, man. Just the jazz renditions they have in there as I go through different areas, and it just flows through. It's, this game is so well done. It's so polished. Is it available anywhere, That the soundtrack? Did they publish I, it? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, I'll take a look for it later. But yep, yeah, that's everything I played this week. I'll get back to Brent. Uh, aside from Matrix Awakens, I also got started on Halo Infinite's uh, campaign. Okay. Uh, I'm decently into it. Oh. Um, I was talking with somebody today, and we got to talking about how how cool that game is, and um. Just everything about it is 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 so well done. There are there are some repetitive bits to it. It does seem to be like um, the best part is is definitely the exploration, like you were talking about, going around, finding all these neat little things that are tucked away, and finding all having these truly unique Halo experiences that feel exactly like what you were saying. It feels like. I, reliving halo one almost in certain aspects um but you know what i'm talking about as far as like repetitive bits it's um like there's a there's a part with this giant like drill it's like like a laser drill and you've got to go and you've got to hit three things before you can turn it off and then a little bit after that section there's three anti-air cannons and you've got to go to each one of those and decommission those, get those at offline. And then after we that, just, we just did the four. It's like four heat towers or something you have to turn off in the base. OK, so yeah. there's just going to be more of those. Yeah. And then after that, you literally you're trying to go into this one place and um, the AI can't access it because the codes are different now. So there's three different like communication towers that you, all across the world that you've got to like go to and get mm. sections of the code and see where this is going. So that part is repetitive, but do you like the AI? Do you like, I was, the about, I was about to say that the, it's the exploration, it's the story and yes, the weapon, uh, she's awesome. I she's just, incredible. just from the, uh, trailers I knew, uh, I was going to like her, but yeah. it's, it's, even it's it's better than I could have imagined. Yeah. I love I, companion. I love her banter. I love 
uh, just everything. It's so great. She's very self-aware, and I think that that they lean into that with that character yeah. so much. Um, <laughs> I'm having interesting experiences. Uh, like there was one point where I kind of broke a fight. Uh, like what I was talking about with the uh, the giant laser drill thing. Um, is before you go up there to to decommission it and turn it off, there's a a giant brute uh, with a gravity hammer that oh, pops up to fight you. Hate the gravity hammers. And just adjacent to the room where he pops up and where the control panel is, there's a, a small room that's got two archways leading into it, and then it's got two ramps that go down to a lower section. And um, it's just a small little closed off room. So I go in there and I'm fighting him and I die once because he gets right up on me and slams me with that hammer. <laughs> and so uh, round two, I'm in there and it's very, I'm very forgiving, by the way, when you die. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's usually when Russell and I because I'm I'm limited in my play because we won't play without each other. So he's on my save file here. So he has to be gotcha. here. So when we die or we unlock a tower or something like that, we swap off because I got sorted in a similar manner to your hammer. It's like, OK, sure. Now, you know, he's there. The freaking invisible yeah. sword guy. Um, But I'm grappling to get away from him and I just grappled that section above the the arched doorway to walk in mm-hmm. and there's like this tiny lip above the doorway and i grappled up there and then chief just stood there above the doorway t-posing and well no no he just i, I just stood there like i i was still had full control of everything i could jump down if i wanted to yeah but i was standing above this doorway and the brute is just kind of walking back and forth with his gravity hammer. He he won't jump. He's not gonna he, he won't attack me while I'm up there. Did you like freeze it up? And no. He's he's just standing there and he's like walking back and forth. And so I just I said, Okay, this is this is it. So I just stood there and uh and shot him until he died. Um Hey, if the game decides that's how the battle should break down, that's how it goes. But um eventually, I mean you um there's these 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 bases that you reclaim uh they call them fobs mm-hmm. and you reclaim them yeah, yeah. Um, ford ford operation base yeah. or something and so um you have all the the soldiers and everything pop up there that's where you can get different vehicles airdropped and things and once you take care uh control of those fobs it opens up more sections around you, shows you like point other points of interest. And sometimes there's um, more brutes and, and other stuff around you that are like uh, high value targets and things like that. Uh, and one of them I just took care of. Uh, I mean, there were like 10 brutes in this area and I really had to like I died several times uh, because he had like these he had rockets and uh turns out once i beat him i got over there and it's a there's modified weapons and you then you unlock these modified weapons so i'm guessing there's yeah, a lot of these of places yeah, there's a bunch of different modified weapons so but this game it's so freaking cool i just got to a port where um like banshees and everything 
uh, are flying around, and I've, oh. I've I've commandeered some banshees, and that made you know getting from point A to point B a little easier. There's uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a glitch where people are uh, you get like a warthog, you throw you or deploy the uh, what is that 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 shield on it. And, and you hit uh, it with the gravity hammer. Well, you hit it. You hit it with the uh, skewer. Yeah. And and grapple it at the same time, and it will like send you flying all the way across the the freaking world. Like both <laughs> of the wild style crazy yeah. stuff that you see. So that might be something to see if I can try and time that and get that done before uh, you know before they patch it out. Just try just to replicate that. It. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I mean, this game. I don't want to talk too much about all that goes on, um, because you're I way mean, further than I am. Yeah, you you're got, you're playing it. Cesar hasn't you hasn't off. started yet. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 really really good. Um, imagine like all the I don't I don't understand how they're gonna pull this off co-op. I don't know how they make all these things work multiplayer. <sighs> it's it's just so random and all the weird yeah. shit you can run into. It just it's, it's gonna be odd. a hell of an experience. And I've seen fun little Easter eggs, like apparently somewhere there's a there's just a giant sandwich. Um there's oh. there's a secret Where does one find the sandwich? I, I don't remember. I've I've seen little clips. There's there is a Easter egg that uh uh it's a special little area kinda hidden, but if you find this little secret area and you go up into it um there's like a couple of chairs there's um like a little table uh a flat panel and a og xbox sitting there and the whole room the whole room is dark but it's just like glowing green there's like a green glow to it yeah i gotta see this (laughs) i need to see that like marked on a map and i'll just run to it and find it myself uh but interesting. It's uh, it's good, and I know there's I know there's a lot more to this game, and I want to get to it, and I'm, I'll see I'll see other things, and I'm just like, no, I don't want to know, I don't want to know about that. Yeah. So you really got to be careful. Multiplayer too. Yeah, it's been a minute since I've gotten on the multiplayer. Um, really, other than that, I haven't gotten a chance to to play anything else. I did uh, actually wind up watching the entire six-part uh series of power on oh uh, xbox i haven't watched it yet is it good it's good it's really oh, good excellent um you know those those episodes range anywhere from you know a little over 30 minutes to 40 something minutes you know depending on the episode but they're all they're done really well you know they they don't shy away from the fact that um things were really hard to get it off the ground and you know then they started hitting their stride and then you know they had all several issues you know everything from the the red ring and Mm -hmm. the whole debacle with uh bundling the connect with the original xbox one and and price point and the whole confusion with sharing games and this that and the other it was but all in all it's 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 really really well done uh little series and of course you can watch it free on on youtube yeah so did if, you did you learn is it is it more of it because we're 
all three of us are pretty well versed in video game history, I guess you would say. Did you learn much from it, or is it kind of a rehash of everything you already knew? Um, I'll tell you one uh, interesting little bit. Besides the fact that in the beginning, to get a foothold that uh, Microsoft tried to buy Nintendo, mm. um, they also, in trying to uh, secure some, some first-party games, got approached by a company that uh was a little smaller company and at the time and they were about to reboot their franchise um and and kind of reimagine it and they thought uh we're not really that interested and they really didn't know if that company was going to last and if that if the rebooting of the franchise was going to do well and they passed. Oh, I read this. I read this. Yeah. And the game that they passed on was GTA 3. Yeah, that could have been a console exclusive. That would have been a wild. That would have been in their launch window. So that would yeah. have been a pretty wild. Yeah. That would have been crazy for them. Yeah. That was okay. So that that is there's some there's some new stuff in there. Some interesting stuff in there. There's some there's some pretty good stuff in there. There's yeah. some there's some really good stuff. I I power on between all of us between all of us. I mean it's it's something. Uh, it doesn't really take like I said, they're not super super long episodes. You do have to uh, devote a little bit of time to it, but it's not going to take you know forever to finish it up and right. For us, it's it's definitely enjoyable. It's you know what we nerd out about. Very cool. Gonna have to check it out. And that's that's pretty much it for me. All right, guys, you got anything else you want to add before we get out of here? I'm good. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Peace.